Rosa, we're continuing today's uh, Mishnah Yomi. We are find ourselves in Meseches Megillah, Parak David, Mishnah Yisches through Tess. So Mishnah Ches, Mishnah Eight says as follows: So Omer, any So let's say a person says, "I'll daven for the Amid, I'll be the Chazin, but I won't go in front. I won't daven for the Amid in colored clothing." What's the halacha? Ach belavanim lo yavor. Even if he's wearing white clothing. We don't let him daven for the Ahmed. What's happening over here? So the Bartanura says, Chayshion Shema Minos Nizrikabo. The Ovdei Zara Makpidim Bekach. This was a common idolatrous rite that they would only serve their idols in white and not in colored clothing. So if a person expresses an insistence on only davening for the Ahmed in white and not in colored clothing, we're concerned that perhaps that represents that this individual has some type of, uh, we'll call it theological blemish. Chas v'shalom may be aligning himself with Avodah Zara or other things. Similarly, again, besandal in the over af yochef lo yavr. So if a person says, I'm not going to daven wearing a sandal, we don't go ahead and let a person daven even bear. No, no, the mission is saying is, if a person expresses these hakpadis, you know, these insistencies, that, that are not really rooted in halacha, we're concerned that perhaps they are aligning with some other theological system. However, if someone makes his tefillin round instead of square, so first of all, again, not only is it not the mitzvah, because it is a halacha lemoshe misina, it is a Sinaitic law, that tefillin are supposed to be square, but now that it represents sakana, because if there's blunt trauma, especially for the tefillin shorosh, that could go ahead and push the tefillin into the skull. If a person put his tefillin on his forehead or on the palm of his hand, this is the way of heresy. Now, what does this mean? Remember, when the Torah speaks at the midst of tefillin, the Torah says, The Pasuk says, You shall place the tefillin between your eyes and on your hand. So remember again, when you just read the psukim straight, you would think tefillin goes on your forehead, and tefillin shalosh goes on your forehead, between your eyes, and tefillin shalosh goes on your palm. Right? On your hand. But remember, Torah Shabbat, the oral tradition tells us that that's not the case. Tefillin is put on the head, tefillin is put on the bicep. So a person who puts his tefillin between his eyes on his forehead, or a person who puts his tefillin on his hand, ultimately this is a person who clearly rejects Torah Shabbat, the written law, and therefore is classified as a heretic. Tzipan Zav, if a person coated his tefillin in gold, or he placed his tefillin, this is the shalyad, on top of his sleeve, this is the way of people who operate on the outside. So it's interesting, so the Bartonurus is B'nai Adam HaHolchem Achar Daitom, Chutz This represents people who clearly, uh, you know, operate by their own set of laws and do not pay allegiance or do not do not pledge their allegiance or pay homage to the words of the sages. In other words, as much as you might think, oh, it's so beautiful to make tefillin out of gold, that's fine, but that's not the halacha. Or perhaps for some reason you think it's nicer to put on tefillin over your sleeve than on your arm. That's very nice, but at the end of the day, that is not the halacha. And therefore, again, the Mishnah calls this derech Mishnah tests, ha'omer, if a person says, literally again, good people, the tovim, the good people, the tzaddikim will bless you, this is once again the way of heresy, minos. The idea being that when a person says this, 
It makes it sound like only tzaddikim have an obligation to bless Hashem, but Rishonim do not. The person says, on the, on, the, on the wings of birds, your compassion will come. So the Rishon understands this. This is a person who says that the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Mitzvah Kansipur. The Mitzvah Kansipur is you send away the mother before you take the chicks, before you take the eggs. So remember again, it's a chok. Torah doesn't give us a reason for this Mitzvah. We do it because it's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to do. But if a person ascribes his own meaning, oh no, this is because God has compassion on the birds. Or for good things, your names should be remembered. Now remember again, if a person says, good things, your should be remembered, it sounds like Kosh Baruch is only associated with the things that we perceive as good. But the things that we perceive not as good, that's not Hashem, that's from some other force. Or modim, modim, a person says modim, thank you, thank you, twice, in tefillah. Meshaskin also. All of these situations, we silence him. Because a person is spewing flawed theology. Person, because remember, the reason we said the mother bird, Hashbarah told us to do so. Ultimately, we believe everything comes from HaKadosh both that which we perceive as good and that which we perceive as difficult or challenging. And modim, modim gives way to dualism. It sounds like you're speaking to two gods, two deities. And therefore, Mishas can also we silence a person in all these situations. HaMechana Ba'arayas, similarly again, a person who is reading the section of illicit relationships and explains them metaphorically, trying to explain that they're not literal, but rather it's a metaphor. Mishas can also we silence him because as much as there's metaphorical meaning to different parts of the Torah, at the end of the day, the Arayas, the illicit relationships, are quite literal and explicit. HaOmer, so the Pasik says you're not supposed to give over your offspring to Molech. Molech wasn't a Vodazara, it's a very strange Vodazara child sacrifice, where they would have two fires burning on two sides, a narrow path, and essentially they would send children to walk the path knowing that the children would be incinerated during during that during that short journey. So a person who dashes the Pasuk to say, so the Torah says, do not give your offspring over to Molech. So a person, once again, homiletically interprets that to mean, Mizarachal lotiting la'abra ba'armiyusa. person says, oh, what that means is, don't allow your Jewish son to have a child with an Aramean woman. In other words, don't have your Jewish son father a child with a non-Jewish woman, because effectively that child is going to be given over to Abel Now, it's true. One should not have their Jewish son father a child with a non-Jewish woman. That's obvious, right? That's, that's clear. That's clear. But at the end of the day, that's not what the Pasuk is saying. The Pasuk is teaching you something very specific and explicit when it comes to idolatry. So a person, see what's happening over here in this Mishnah is a person is really misinterpreting, misinterpreting the Pasukim. Now, interestingly enough, as opposed to in previous cases where a person was expressing heretical views, so the Mishnah doesn't really term this as heresy, the Mishnah just, it just terms it as misguided. A lot of times, misguided things could still be exceptionally dangerous. And therefore, a person who, who perverts the meaning of this Pasuk, Meshaskin Oso Benezifa, which, uh, which is, interestingly enough, we silence him, but Benezifa means very strongly, very strongly. So again, because it's interesting that although there is room for metaphorical interpretation of the Torah, because again, the Torah has many different layers of, of meaning and understanding, the challenge, of course, becomes when, when the metaphorical understanding 
disrupts or undermines the actual understanding. And that's what's happening in these various examples in the Mishnah. All right, we'll, see, we'll stop over here for today. Emirates Hashem, we will pick up with Mishnah Yud tomorrow. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.